Hello, hello, and welcome to Mayaki Novetsi. Unfortunately, in time of war. As you know, recently, Russian Federation has started a war against Ukraine, and we decided at Mayaki Novetsi to give a voice to those who are fighting, those who are our heroes, those who are helping uh, Ukraine to win this war, because Ukraine will win. We started this series of uh, podcasts a few weeks ago, of course, with what we what we love, what we do, which is a, a tech and innovation angle, uh, because this is what Mayaki Novetsi is about. In this episode, you will meet uh, Anton Volovic, who is Chief Operating uh, Officer at Reface. For those of you who don't know, Reface is one of the most successful apps number one on Apple store for many, many weeks. More than 190 million people are using the app. It's a company from Ukraine, but it's now, of course, a global company, super successful. You will learn a lot of things during this podcast, but one of the things that I really loved is the role and power of grassroots. Uh, grassroots in Ukraine, grassroots in the way the Ukrainian society is organized, and the power of this grassroots organization in fighting the war, organizing people, using digital tools such as the IT army to put people together to react against Russian. Today, we have Anton Volovic, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Reface. For those of you who don't know Reface, Anton will introduce us to Reface in a quick second. But basically, it's one of the darling of the tech ecosystem of Ukraine. Uh, Reface is, uh, is, is a recent application. It's born in 2018. It's one of the, of the most downloaded AI uh, machine learning application uh, on iPhone. It helps you swipe your face and, and change things on videos. It, Reface is one of the companies that received an investment, Andres Inorovets, 5.5 million in 2020. And by the time, it was a big deal, not only for Reface, but also for tech and Ukraine. And Anton, welcome to Mayakino Vetsi. Tell us more about Reface, the story, what you guys do, how many people are using you. And I know some celebrities like Elon Musk, Miley Cyrus, ton of other cool people are using Reface. What do they do with it? Dominique, thank you very much for the introduction. And uh, you already said quite a lot about Reface. I'll just add a little bit more color around uh, our story. So we are a company which was uh, born in Ukraine and has roots in Ukraine. And uh, we treat Ukraine as our base. Our company was created with the mission to empower content creation. Uh, with machine learning technologies. And uh, we believe that uh, basically everyone on our planet is creative, but sometimes uh, the barriers enter the creativity space is too high. And therefore, uh, with the help of our technologies, our team, um, just our thinking and ideas, we just try to simplify this process. The most important uh, product Reface currently has is the Reface app, which um, has been downloaded more than 190 million times globally. Uh, and uh, this app basically provides uh, the users with uh, seamless, very easy and very fun way to modify content. And uh, currently we have a number of technologies inside this app. The first one and probably the most famous one being the face swap technology, which enables you to put your face uh, onto a video, GIF or a picture very easily. Uh, and a bunch of other technologies which just make the time using Reface uh, more fun. Where is your team? 
if I'm not mistaken, most of your team was or is still in Kyiv. Tell us more about that. Historically, before the war started, we were always a company from Ukraine. However, with the global ambition, the majority of our team uh, was concentrated in Ukraine. However, we also uh, have offices in London, Los Angeles and the Netherlands. In this kind of setup, we were thinking of building up our company going forward just uh, to have the ties of uh, in Ukraine, which provides uh, amazing tech talent and also being able to be exposed to the biggest hubs uh, in Europe. Uh, now the situation is, has changed, of course, uh, and uh, currently uh, I would say probably 25-30% uh, of our team is currently abroad and uh, the rest is in Ukraine. However, unfortunately spread up between different cities, Kyiv as well, but uh, a lot of people change their locations because of the aggression from the Russian side. Of course. Or how did you react to the war? What was your reaction? Extremely tough times, of course, but I think what's kind of the most important and what I'm proud even more than this millions of downloads that we achieved before is that in the first hours of war, we face took an extremely open and direct uh, stance in this conflict. So basically, by the time I woke up, my team has already been working on the number of volunteering opportunities. They were helping people. And I think uh, taking a stance at what uh, kind of uh, differentiates our company just from the first, uh, first hours of war. And obviously, the first, uh, I would say, a couple of days a week were very chaotic, chaotic as uh, for everyone in the country. We were trying to do many things and uh, some of the initiatives were started at the level of the companies and the other ones were completely grassroots. And this is another aspect of our company is that uh, many, many things were just started by the employees because they believe that uh, protecting the freedom, respect to individual democracies, it's more important actually just doing day-to-day -day activities at work. And therefore, we started, we basically hit the road running from the first hours. And as I said, again, the first week was very chaotic. However, by the end of the first week of the war with Russia, we started uh, organizing in multiple streams. And uh, yeah. some of them were within the company and some of them were outside of the company. And uh, I can tell you more about them. Yes, please. One of the things you just launched, which seems to me a, a very interesting initiative, is a campaign in the application to do fundraising. Can you tell us more about this campaign and how concretely we can access it and help and support? So let me start with the information campaign. As I mentioned, uh, the beginning of the war is, uh, I mean, ex extremely strange and weird times where you just try to be everywhere, you try to help everyone, but uh, actually these efforts are not uh, always effective. And therefore, I think it's very important to quickly understand that you can't handle everything, but you can definitely focus on some niche things which you know how to do. In terms of Reface, we quickly realized that, look, we are a distribution platform with the massive access globally and also in Russia. And therefore, we decided to leverage uh, our installed base, which uh, in Russia amounted to 5 million devices to attack the Russian propaganda and basically mm -hmm. inform Russians that uh, it's actually the war and the people are dying, the buildings are being destroyed and also urge them to go to protests. We sent uh, more than 10 million push notifications for people to in Russia to react. Basically, we were we were trying to deliver the message that you're also responsible for what's going on with our country and then you need to uh, stand with Ukraine. Globally, we also uh, realized that it's extremely important for Ukraine to spread the, the word. And uh, we redesigned our app to include a lot of uh, Ukrainian branding, which you have like 
blue and yellow colors. Mm -hmm. uh, we also introduced the button to donate money to one of the funds in Ukraine, which uh, supports the humanitarian uh, efforts. Uh, and we also launched a watermark for our content, which is being created on Reface, which says stand with Ukraine. And we filled up the app with uh, the videos, the pictures of our uh, warriors, uh, our volunteering units, uh, also our government and the president. So this is the first part, which is the informational campaign. Uh, so the global campaign, we still run uh, till now, and uh, we believe it's very effective. So for example, uh, the video with uh, Zelensky, our president, has been shared many, many, I mean, millions of times globally. But uh, the activities in the Russian Federation, we decided to seize on the 15th day of the war. Uh, reason being that we already delivered the messages uh, to the people uh, that were having reface installed in their Russian devices. Mm -hmm. And we were just started getting extreme hate and uh, negative ratings on Google's, uh, Google Play and Apple Store. And therefore we decided just that. There was a heavy price for you guys to pay for that. And at one point, uh, it started to be useless. Uh, it started to be counterproductive, right? Exactly. Tell us about the fundraising. So the fundraising, I think, is the second initiative which we thought that as Reface we would be able uh, to pull out. Um, and uh, uh, in terms of fundraising, we think that, uh, first of all, uh, by fundraising in the name of Reface, we would be able just to increase the pie of donations to Ukraine. So our goal is just uh, the increased financial aid coming to Ukraine, not to steal the share uh, of the other funds which are doing extremely brilliant job of uh, supporting the army and the population. Historically, Ukraine has been always a society which looked a little bit like a network. So if we compare Ukraine to Russia, historically, and even now in the war, Russia has always been centralized, very hierarchical, while Ukraine always relied on small businesses, small groups of people were extremely quick, effective, and uh, very motivated. Mm -hmm. And therefore, uh, the focus, our fund is actually provide uh, this small volunteering units with the financial aid uh, from our international partners uh, and network. And uh, I think uh, every donation is very important, but this part of our population is probably the most underserved currently. And we want to target them as well. That's really cool. And that initiative uh, started recently, right? Yeah, this initiative, again, was extremely grassroots. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, I can even tell you the story. Uh, yes, the please. Days of, in the first days of war, I just started receiving hundreds of messages from the friends of all over the world saying that, look, Anton, uh, how we can help, where we can donate. Uh, and I just started raising money on my personal bank account. But then I realized that it's not sustainable we need to build some infrastructure and then more and more people more and more companies reached out and we understood that we can build a fund from it so it was a very kind of startup like a grassroots initiative which is now uh, kind of taking a form of a real fund with a with a focus with the goals and uh, with a calibrated fundraising campaign you are very fortunate in a way because you already are a very international company, a successful startup, as you mentioned, with a, with a, with a great number of, uh, of users all over the world. But now I would like to, to take a different angle. And what, what do you think of the future of the tech ecosystem of Ukraine? I mean, is it going to survive this massive uh, war? I'm sure it will survive. I, I have no doubt about it. And I think the fundamentals and the things which are happening now in our society clearly points to, to kind of the conclusion that everything will be all right. 
when the war is over. I think uh, Ukraine has always been a place which just uh, produced uh, very high numbers of uh, STEM degree graduates. I think we're number one or the second one after France and Europe in terms of um, how many people just graduating the STEM degrees. I think uh, Ukraine has already amassed the layer of people who already built businesses or worked in other different international companies, uh, which is a very important layer to help scaling things from the scratch. And the, the third thing is just what happens in our society. I mean, uh, the goal of Putin was actually completely turn Ukraine into the uh, Russians' uh, hugs, I would say. But uh, yeah. the, the other thing happened, like completely the opposite. We consolidated. We started helping each other even more than before. And uh, actually, I'm expecting Ukraine uh, to be very similar to the Israel story, which also a country which experienced uh, a lot of um, military conflicts and uh, there are a lot of dangers around them, but they build massive, brilliant tech ecosystem, which is well connected to the West and at the same time has a lot of base in Israel. And I think I'm pretty sure Ukraine will follow the way and we're a much bigger country. So I'm very optimistic, but the first thing we just need to stop the war. Well, yes, the first thing is we need to stop this this war for sure. It's really interesting you're mentioning Israel because uh, because I was recently uh, before the war uh, in in Israel and and I and I saw the deep connection. Actually, there's a lot of Ukrainian in Israel as well, and I totally agree with you. I I totally see the the, the potential and the sim- similarities. Last question for me. This is not just a physical war. It's also a cyber war. On that side, um, we see very interesting initiatives from Ukraine, and they seem to be very successful. For example, uh, the, the Minister of Digital Transformation of Ukraine has launched the IT Army, and, and, and I know that a lot of tech people uh, joined this IT Army to, to help and support the, the Ukrainian government to, to protect Ukraine from cyber attack. We felt that there was going to be a lot of cyber attack, and it was going to be really bad, but we don't see that happening in Ukraine right now. Is it because we are much better than anybody thought? Very interesting question, because if you just look at simple metric as GDP of Ukraine and Russia, and you, you see a massive difference. However, in terms of the effectiveness, both at the battlefield and the things which are happening online, uh, Ukraine is doing a brilliant job. Yeah. And um, if we focus on the uh, IT front line, I think... Uh, Again, it comes from the grassroots initiatives from people who are uh, absolutely not connected to to the military. And uh, obviously, if you just look at the world economy, many, many things are happening in the private sector, not in the military sector. And uh, if we look at uh, Russia and uh, Ukraine uh, kind of contest for the IT space, Ukraine is winning because uh, all these uh, private companies, entrepreneurs, people who are not connected to military, they have the purpose to help the country. They're just extremely, extremely bright because they managed to build commercially viable businesses without the government support and stuff. Therefore, I would say that uh, every Ukrainian is fighting Russia, but in Russia, only government fights uh, Ukraine in a sense in this IT space. And therefore, we are winning. And I'm pretty sure it will keep going like this uh, in the IT front line as well. It's very interesting. I love your vision of the grassroots initiatives because this is definitely something I saw in Ukraine, in Unit City, for sure. Uh, Unit City is not just Unit City. It's it's built on grassroots initiative from all our residents, all the people around who wanted to do things, who wanted to create things. We would not be Unit City without those 
grassroots uh, activism and initiative. And I, I totally agree with you. This is a, a big uh, unknown uh, strength of Ukraine. I think it's uh, very powerful, actually. Very, very last question. What do you hope for? I hope for uh, two things. So the first one is that obviously the war finishes as quickly as possible and uh, on Ukrainian terms. This is what everyone is hoping for. But I also hope for the second one is that uh, the Russia will pay the price because the sanctions and everything which is happening right now, uh, all the support, uh, it's happening right now. And I don't know what's going to be happen when the war is over. And uh, uh, it will be unfair if everything is just rolled back. I just hope for fairness uh, in the midterm, long term uh, regarding all the situation. And, and I think it will come through. Anton Volovic, your Chief Operating Officer at Preface. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your vision and thank you so much for all the grassroots initiatives that Reface is helping, supporting, encouraging. Slava Ukraini. Heroim Slava. Що ви, братя, мої рідні сили затужили? Що ви над екранчиками голови схилили? Чи то ви то ще не чули, що ворог на полі? Чи то ви позабували, яка наша доля? Що ви, сестри мої любі, сльозами облили? Чого не істе нічого? Наше зажурили? А не сіли, щоб поїли, обличчя умили? То, що краса ваша, то і є б наша сила.